Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Three minutes past the hour here in our nation's capitals. 10.03 here in the district. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980. And always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with it till 105 before we hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you warmed up for Nats and Reds, the fellas out at Great American Ballpark. Looking to make it four straight curly W's in the books. There were 7-3 winners yesterday. Hopefully the Nats can continue their good play against the Reds. 141st pitch per usual. You can hear all of the action right here on the flagship home of the Washington Nationals, 1067 The Fan. Coming up in about 27 minutes, about Mark Schofield, who covers the National Football League for USA Today's Touchdown Wire. He is set to join the program. We'll take a big spin and a big picture look around the National Football League as we get ready to enter training camp week number three. Everyone's in full pads. Everyone's hot, bothered, and tired of each other. So we'll see and look at some of the top storylines around the NFL because I feel like I said it at the top of the show. It's kind of what I opened up with. We always talk about parity in the National Football League and that being part of the reason we love this sport and league so much. This year, it feels like there's more parity than maybe there's been in recent memory for me, right? Like, it feels like it's Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champions, versus everyone else. I genuinely feel like that. Philadelphia, obviously, in a weaker NFC, has got a leg up, I guess. But it just feels like, based off of the off-seasons that everyone had, it wouldn't shock me. Who came out of the NFC? Wouldn't shock me who came out and ended up facing Kansas City in the AFC Championship. I feel like as we sit here on August the 6th, in full disclosure to you all, the reason I just like slowed my tempo when talking is I just got so hungry out of nowhere. It's been a crazy morning. I told you all I popped my tire on my way here in the studio, so I didn't get to do my normal, my normal breakfast routine here before I get on these airwaves. So I am struggling a little bit right now, but nonetheless, Kansas City versus everybody else. That's honestly what I feel like it is. The Buffalo Bills is everyone's flavor of the week, and the team everyone licks like a damn ice cream cone. The New York Jets, because of Aaron Rodgers, gets a lot of love. Cincinnati, they supposedly were the kryptonite to Patrick Mahomes until the AFC Championship last year. So I'm not all in on uh, on the Bengals. I know that a lot of folks expecting the Jaguars to take a big step forward. I look at the AFC West alone in terms of my Kansas City versus everyone else mantra and moniker. I believe Kansas City's won the AFC West seven straight times, dating back to 2016. I believe that's, yeah, dating back to 2016, I believe they won the AFC West seven straight years. Um, I don't see that changing this year. I know a lot of folks... Curious and anxious to see what happens with Sean Payton in Denver and if he's able to resurrect that just absolutely dormant Broncos offense from a season ago. We heard the comments he made about former head coach Nathaniel Hackett last week. But it is uh, 
In terms of just the AFC alone, in terms of like biggest threats to the Kansas City Chiefs, none of them exist within their own division. And I think the three biggest threats to Kansas City are all in the same division, the AFC North. The entire division, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. I think those are probably the four biggest threats to Kansas City right now in the AFC. I'm not in on the Jets. You all know that, though, if you listen to overtime routinely. The Patriots, I thought Bill Belichick is working on borrowed time right now because of what he did last year at the quarterback position. Miami. Miami's the one team that I was really high on until Jalen Ramsey suffered the torn meniscus. I hope Miami ends up being the landing spot for Dalvin Cook. But other than that, man, what other team in the AFC outside of the teams in the AFC North have a legit shot at challenging Kansas City? Seriously. If it's not Cincy, if it's not Baltimore, if it's not Cleveland, if it's not Pittsburgh, I'm not really buying the other groups. The Jets are always interesting to me. And I know some of you out there think I'm like a Jets hater. It's not that I'm a Jets hater. The whole rollout that has gone on for Aaron Rodgers has been the most tiring act all offseason. They had him at New York Nick playoff games. They had him watching golf with Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner's buying Rodgers a number eight chain. Give me a damn break. Are you kidding? You know what the Jets and Jets fans need to be worried about? It's not Sean Payton talking crap about him. Who's playing left tackle for the New York Jets? Huh? Woody Johnson's going to call me in a minute. You kidding me? Makai Becton, bless his heart, got the damn nerve to go by big ticket. Kevin Garnett just slapped the hell out of him. His first preseason action, after not being able to play 17 games last year, he limps off the field after eight plays during the freaking Hall of Fame game. And you all want me to believe in the New York Jets. Give me a break. Chris, if we can get to it, can you cue up some NFL Films music here? I want to go through and pick every first-place division winner in the National Football League. I believe in everything that I say, so you might as well get this on the record. Last week, we did Nell's Last Place Lagoon. I picked all the last-place finishers. This time around, I'm going to tell you who I think is going to be a part of the fantastic first-place teams. Here we go. Starting the AFC. Top to bottom. AFC East. I just completely crapped and dunked on the entire division, so it's pretty hard for me to pick a winner. Um, Like I said, though, if I had to pick a winner in the AFC East, I got to go with Miami. I got to go with Miami. I think this is the year that Jalen Phillips turns the corner, the pass rusher that they've got. Him alongside Bradley Chubb, I think make one of the most formidable pass rushing duos in football. Offensively, if Tua Tungavailoa can stay healthy, that group is a track team. Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Chosen Anderson. It's a darn good group. The health of Tua Tungavailoa is going to dictate a lot of that. And then the other thing for me for Miami, a lot of the times in this league, and really the number one thing I learned about last year in the NFL, coaching matters. Miami hires Vic Fangio to become the defensive coordinator. I think it takes that unit to another level. Sorry, Bills Mafia. Sorry, Fireman Ed with the New York Jets. I'm buying the Miami Dolphins to win the AFC East this year. The AFC North division I was just talking about, I arguably think it's the best division in the National Football League outside of the NFC East. I think the AFC North and the NFC East, the best two divisions of football. So to pick a winner (laughs) is really a hard task. I think any of these four teams can come out and win it. I know health is obviously the big thing that's going to determine the success of a lot of these teams. But if I had to go on paper, just on paper, picking a winner, not knowing much about what's happened during training camp for these groups, I still think it's Cartier, Joey Beansboro, division to lose, right? And Chris, you just looked up like, who? Yes. Cartier, Joey Beans Burrow. The reason I call him that, because if you've ever seen State Property, Beans, Beanie Siegel, Mr. Get Down or Lay Down himself, I just feel like that's the way Joe Burrow plays the position, man. There's a swagger he's got about him. He walked into the Super Bowl with his, like, 
cow-spotted cow suit. I mean, he's just a badass. If you can't get with Joe Burrow, I can't get with you. I just think the Cincinnati Bengals, it's the best receiving trio in football. That defense last year took a massive step forward under Coach Onuoramo. I always mispronounce his name. Lou is what I'm going to call him. His name is Lou. <laughs> Damn good defensive coordinator. And then I think they've got one of the most star-studded sophomores coming into next year. Cam Taylor Britt last year, the cornerback for the Cincinnati Bengals, going up against Jamar Chase in practice every day, going up against T. Higgins in practice every day. They may be quietly breeding one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League. I think he's in for a huge jump forward in year number two. I think the Bengals win the AFC North. Because this is the best division in football, I'm going to give you a consolation prize winner. If I had to pick a team to come in second, I'm not even going to do that. We don't have enough time in the show. <laughs> AFC South. <laughs> AFC. Chris, you say the Ravens. I, it's hard because I feel like something tells me Kenny Smallhands is going to do the damn thing this year with Pittsburgh, but I don't know. The AFC North, though, like I said, best division of football. I think it gets won by Joe Burrow and the Bengals. AFC South. Hard as hell to pick a division winner in this one. I'm going to go out on a limb, though, and do the crazy thing. The crazy thing that no one believes in. I'm picking Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I know everyone loves Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. But the Mike Vrabels is what I like to call them. Think about, first of all, they're just a couple of seasons removed from being in the AFC Championship. Let's not forget that. And think about what their success has been synonymous with. Last year, first season without A.J. Brown, not having a true number one wide receiver. They look like crap. They solved that issue this offseason, going out and getting DeAndre Hopkins. You still got King Henry. Everyone thinks there's some type of quarterback competition going on. This is Ryan Tannehill's job, ladies and gentlemen. So please, please chill out on that front. They've been trying to replace Ryan Tannehill for like three years, it feels like now. When he's healthy, he's a darn good quarterback. I just think defensively, what Tennessee has going on, Jeffrey Simmons, one of the best defensive tackles in the sport, and and to me, this is about this is about their ability to shut down the Kansas City Chiefs. They are their kryptonite. Last year, Malik Willis threw for like 18 yards, and they only lost by three points against Kansas City. It just shows you how good their defense is. I think the Titans are the team to be reckoned with in, in terms of the AFC South. The AFC West, I'm not even going to spend too much time on it. It's Patrick Mahomes' division. The stat I gave you earlier, I believe they won the AFC West seven straight years. I looked it up. You're right. I, of course. Appreciate you, Chris, for double-checking me. But, yeah, seven straight years. I think they make it eight. Nobody in that division, I think, can even sniff the jockstrap of the Kansas City Chiefs. There are quarterback issues in Denver and in Vegas. And then the Chargers just had the dumbest head coach in football. The fact that Justin Herbert doesn't have any playoff wins to this point in his career is a joke. Like I said, though, I think the Kansas City Chiefs win the AFC West. The NFC East is where it gets interesting. We haven't had a repeat division winner since 2004. I think the streak continues. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to end up winning the NFC East. I know you all probably think I'm an undercover Cowboys fan by saying this. I say it all the time when I talk about Dallas. That defense, ferocious, right? We know how badass they are on that side of the football. What was their biggest Achilles heel last year? The cornerback spot opposite Trayvon Diggs. You fill in that hole with all-pro cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Sky's the limit for the Dallas Cowboys. Think about this. Micah Parsons wreaking havoc on the quarterback the way he does, and he's only got one good corner behind him. You get two good corners behind him. Quarterbacks have to hold the ball a little bit longer. I think Micah Parsons this year may end up being the first non-quarterback MVP in a very, very long time. I think he's in for a big-time 2023 NFC North is next. Everyone's flavor of the week in this division is Dan Campbell and the fighting Detroit Lions. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say something that a lot of people are scared to go out and say. I'm feeling the love, baby. I think Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers are going to finish second in the NFC North. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on Justin Fields, ladies and gentlemen. I think this man, first of all, he's already established himself as the best running quarterback in football. 
He's got himself a number one wide receiver now with DJ Moore coming over from the Carolina Panthers. Darnell Wright's down there now. It's just feeling good. All the feel-good vibes going on right now in Chicago. Not to mention they added another pass rusher over the weekend in Yannick Ngakwe, University of Maryland stand-up. The division's just not that good to me. I'm feeling the love, but if Jordan Love was worth a damn, the Packers wouldn't have two-stepped with Aaron Rodgers the past two years and allowed him to completely punk them. Minnesota, you lose you lose Dalvin Cook. I don't know how you replace that production. Alexander Madison's a pretty good back, but he's not Dalvin Cook. Their defense couldn't stop a damn cold last year. And Detroit just feels like the expectations are too high, right? The NFL putting them in the inaugural game of the season, the opening uh, matchup week one against Kansas City, they're going to get shredded to pieces. I think the Chicago Bears are going to win the NFC North. I don't think they do it by a landslide, though. The NFC South, the division a lot of folks are calling the worst in the National Football League, someone's got to win it. I think it's pretty easy who's going to win it, right? The New Orleans Saints adding Derek Carr, I think they could end up being a lot better than folks think. That division, not good, but that roster, top to bottom, 1 through 53, really good offensive line. Really good group of skill guys. I think Chris Olave takes his game to the next level and becomes one of those top 10-like receivers this year. And then this defense, they just re-up with Cam Jordan. Marcus Lattimore, still to me, one of the premier cornerbacks in football. They got speed at the linebacker position with Demario Davis. Dennis Allen can coach his ass off on that side of the football. They are always good on defense. I think the Saints run away with the NFC South. The NFC West is the division... I'm probably going to tick a couple people off with. Jason Bishop, if you're out there riding around right now, close your ears. (laughs) I don't think the 49ers are going to run away with this division. I think Geno Smith in the Seattle Seahawks, considering what they did in round one of the NFL draft, adding Devon Witherspoon, adding Jackson Smith the Jigba, what holes do the Seahawks have? They bring back Bobby Wagner. They get Julian Love from the New York Giants, who's one of the best safeties in football. I don't know how the Giants let him get out of the building. I know. They were trying to pay Saquon. And then Jamal Adams is coming back next year, people. Do we sleep on how good Jamal Adams is? They traded multiple first-round picks to acquire his services. I think it's about time that he gives them a return on their investment. I think the Seahawks, maybe they win this thing by a couple of games because I'm not sure Brock Purdy is going to be able to recreate that magic next year. That's going to do it, though. My first-place division winners across the National Football League. I'll run through, run through them here quickly for you again. The NFC West, I like the Seahawks. The NFC South, I like the Saints. NFC North, I like the Bears. NFC East, I like Dallas. AFC West, Pat Mahomes. AFC South, Mike Vrabel. Tennessee Titans. AFC North, Cincinnati Bengals. AFC East, Miami Dolphins. That's going to do it, though. We'll take a quick timeout. Coming up in about 10 minutes, as promised, Mark Schofield, who covers the National Football League for USA Today's Touchdown Wire, he will join us coming up at 1030. When we get back, though, the other side of this break, I mentioned some star-studded sophomores. We'll play a little game here called Sophomore Dump or Sophomore Pump. Next here on The Fan. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Coming up in about 10 minutes, our pal Mark Schofield set to join the program. He covers the National Football League for USA Today's Touchdown Wire. We'll take a big picture look at the NFL as we get ready to enter training camp week number three. I can't wait, man. We had our first preseason action last Thursday with the Hall of Fame game. This week, though, everybody's playing. Washington Commanders take on the Cleveland Browns Thursday night, I believe, in Cleveland. So it's officially a game week. Here in the nation's capital, we'll catch up with Mark Schofield coming up in about 10 minutes to give us his thoughts on the first two weeks of NFL training camp. Right now, though, I teased it before we went to the break. We'll play a little game here. Sophomore slump or sophomore dump or sophomore pump. I want to look at some of the second-year players across the National Football League, and I'll tell you who I think is poised to elevate themselves in the star status. I got a couple of guys right here, and I mentioned two of them as we were picking our division winners for next year. I'll be real quick with this. I'll start in New Orleans with Chris Olave. What Chris Olave was able to do last year with journeyman quarterbacks throwing him the football, I thought was super impressive. You bring in a Pro Bowl talent like Derek Carr, despite how things finished for him in Las Vegas. Chris Olave, 119 targets last year, for one, is just bonkers. A lot of volume for a rookie. 72 catches, four touchdowns, 1,042 yards. That was with mediocre quarterback play. And I'm being nice when I say that. With mediocre quarterback play. You bring him somebody that's got the background and track record of a guy like Derek Carr, who for one's really out to prove himself right. I mean, it is, I'm really excited for this young man. I said, as we were picking the division winners, I think he's has the opportunity to elevate himself into that upper echelon of wide receivers in the NFL. I'm talking like top 10 guys. He's that damn good. Why? He comes from Brian Hartline school of hard knocks up there in Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State just continues to breed dog receiver after dog receiver after dog receiver. I think Chris Olave is in for a monster sophomore year, so I'll give him a sophomore pump, so to speak. Another sophomore pump that I think is going to – a sophomore second-year player in the NFL that I think takes a huge step forward next year. I mentioned him. I mentioned this young man as we were going through our division winners as well. The corner out of Cincinnati, man, Cam Taylor Britt, Getting thrown in the fire early on as he did. A lot of the times, trial by fire, especially at that position, is what you need. You're only going to get better getting reps. And when you get to go up against Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and and Tyler Boyd each and every day in practice, and you get to go up against Joe Burrow each and every day in practice, it makes you a hell of a lot better. It decreases your awareness. And I think this young man last year played really good football for this team. I just feel like this year is where you're going to see him take it to another level. I'm ready. I'm ready to almost go out on a limb and say, you know what? I think not only is Cincinnati going to have a top eight defense this year, I think he's going to be one of the candidates for defensive player of the year. I really do think he's that good of a football player. And I know Bengals fans out there, the minority of you that exist out here in the DMV, Probably agree with me. You all know what you all have in Cam Taylor Britt. I'm not giving you, I'm not breaking any news here, or giving away state secrets. Second round pick last year out of Nebraska. 5'10, 200 pounds, 5'11, 200 pounds, got tremendous length. He can run like hell. The thing I love about him, think about the receivers. We mentioned, we mentioned what happened to him last year in practice, at least, going up against. Higgins and Chase, 
The receivers he had to take on last year were no joke. Amari Cooper, Drake London had to go up against had to go up against the trio that exists in Tampa Bay. I mean, he was tested numerous times last year. Buffalo. The the work he did against Buffalo, man, to me was really impressive. Putting the clamps on Stephon Diggs. That entire defense being held to just 10 points. I think Cam Taylor Britt in for a huge sophomore pump. I get a little negative. Sophomore dump. You know I'm going quarterback here. Desmond Ritter. Something about Desmond Ritter I just don't buy. I think the thing about quarterback, and I feel like I'm kind of about to contradict myself here, but I'll say it anyway. The thing about quarterback that I always say, it's all about fit, right? Quarterback, offensive coordinator combinations and where you get drafted, it oftentimes dictates what type of success you're going to have. Desmond Ritter being in Atlanta, running this Arthur Smith system that's run first and stresses, you know, play action pass. I think it's a perfect system for Desmond Ritter. I just don't know. I just don't know if he's got the goods physically. We saw him in a couple of games last year. Didn't look horrible. I just wonder whether or not it makes sense for Atlanta to move forward with him as their franchise signal caller. I get it. He's on a rookie contract. So it's like you can build the rest of the roster up around him to ensure that he's insulated properly. But I just don't know, man. Defensively, I think Atlanta is going to be much improved. To me, their success is going to be determined by whether or not Desmond Ritter sucks or not. Right? Let's just call it exactly what it is. Call it exactly what it is. Another sophomore dump for you. Second-year player that I think may be due to take a step back. In 2023, I'm going to ruffle some feathers when I say this. He's already hurt, so it kind of makes sense. Brees Hall. I'm curious to see what happens with Brees Hall with the New York Jets. I know Dalvin Cook is being rumored to end up there. To have the type of injury that he had this early on in his career with a game that's predicated off of speed, quickness, and explosion, I don't think it's a good sign that Brees Hall is on the shelf right now, and I don't think it bodes well for his future uh, as the lead back in New York, especially considering the fact that Dalvin Cook is now being mentioned. One more sophomore dump for you, another quarterback, Brock Purdy. I don't think he's going to be able to live up to the hype of last year. I think it's going to be hard to duplicate that success. Defense is having tape on you and understanding how Kyle Shanahan and that offense wants to attack. Rumors have been that uh, Sam Darnold has looked pretty good out there in San Francisco, so We'll see what happens with the 49ers, but I just wanted to go through a couple of sophomores that I think are going in different directions. (laughs) We'll have Mark Schofield join the program coming up here next. We'll take a big picture look at the National Football League. And I'll ask Mark the question that we floated around here on overtime the past couple of weeks. Who do we think is the biggest threat to the Kansas City Chiefs? We'll ask Mark Schofield that next here on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're also simulcasted over on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 105 this afternoon. Vubidis to rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you warmed up for Nats and Reds. Curly W is looking to make it four straight victories. Uh, Jake Irvin will be on the bump this afternoon for Davey Martinez's squad. It is a 141st pitch, and per usual, you can hear all of the action right here on the flagship home of the Washington Nationals, 1067 The Fan. Right now, though, I want to go out to the BetQL guest hotline. This is where we're joined by a longtime friend of the show, our pal Mark Schofield. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Mark Schofield. He covers the National Football League, F1 racing, and a whole lot more for SB Nation. Mark, what's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm doing well, and Al, how are you, my friend? How's your summer been? It has been wild and wonderful, is how I'll describe it, Mark. It is. Uh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, it's been very eventful. I'll give you full disclosure on today's radio program. As I was driving into D.C., which I normally don't do, Mark. I'm a metro guy. Um, I come from Montgomery County. I popped my tire right in front of the office this morning. Ooh. So it's been, uh, it's been a hell of a start for your boy. I know you. That's been, a tough start yeah. to the week. That's a tough start to the week. <laughs> Definitely is. We'll, we'll we'll get through it. I want to take a big picture look at the National Football League, though, Mark, as we get ready to enter what's training camp week number three for most teams across the NFL. The Jets and Browns have been at it a little bit longer. I actually want to start with those two teams. I want to start with some of your takeaways from the Hall of Fame game. Not a whole bunch you could take out of preseason football, but there were a couple of guys that I thought really stood out. I'm still frustrated as hell for, at Washington for not uh, taking a flyer on Daywan Jones, and he played every snap uh, in Thursday night's preseason opener. How'd you think he looked? I think, first of all, he looked physically imposing. Yeah. That is a very big human being. Yeah. And, you know, you know that from watching him on film, but then, you know, seeing him again in the Hall of Fame game, you know, just, just a big-time tackle. And I think potentially – you know, it could be a cornerstone tackle yeah. in the National Football League. Like, he looked fantastic. Will McDonald for the mm-hmm. Jets, I thought, looked really good. You saw, you know, he had a pressure early in that game on Mond. He was kind of unblocked. But what I liked about that, it was one of those outside zone looks mm-hmm. with the quarterback rolling away, but he didn't bite on it. You know, he stayed home, was able to get quick pressure. You saw the length, how long he is. That certainly showed on that play. But then he had that spin move later in the game, which is something you don't really see too much because you know, at Iowa State, they had him in that sort of in, like three-eye technique mm-hmm. and that three-man surface they were using. And if you remember when the Jets drafted him, they had that great – all the NFL teams do such great jobs on social media with the draft, like yeah. the videos, the phone calls, and all that stuff. But when they sh- when they shared the clip of the moment they called McDonald and said, "Look, we're making you a New York Jet," Salah was on the phone. He's like, "We're going to get you out of that, you know, three eye. We're going to get you in that <laughs> wide nine. We're going to let you right. play outside instead of in that inside, you know, inside shoulder of the t- of the tackle." He's going to be great, I think. And, and so those two guys certainly stood out to me. I, DTR, Dorian Thompson yeah. Robinson. I mean, I liked him coming out. I always thought, you know, a team like Seattle or a team that had an athletic quarterback mm-hmm. would look at him as somebody that could be at the back of maybe even this year. I, I thought he looked great. Zach Wilson had one good throw. You know, you didn't see too much from him. But right. more than anything else, my friend, it was great to turn on the television and have football. On. I know. That more was, than anything yeah. else, that was the great part. Yeah, that was a big thing for me, man. I know a lot of folks were giving crap to my man Klecko for almost tripping over his feet, walking out during the introduction. Um, DeMarcus Ware singing the national anthem. It was great, oh, it like great. you said, to get football back on the television screen. Uh, I saw, I was reading a piece you just did for SB Nation talking about old number 15 up there in Kansas City. And the hope here in Washington is that Sam Howell can get at least close to what Patrick Mahomes is, man, with Eric Bieniemy coming over and implementing this offense. Looking at the Chiefs as a whole, though, man, there's one guy that uh, Mark is starting to get some buzz, and I thought last year, if healthy, he was going to burst onto the scene. Everyone keeps forgetting about Justin Ross, 
And I just think, Mark, is this the year they finally let that dog off the loose, off the leash? Because I feel like if he actually emerges as this team's number one wide receiver, him with Kelsey and, and Canarius Tony, it could be fireworks in Kansas City once again. I mean, it could be. And I do hope that this is the year that we finally see like a full-on healthy and, like you said, sort of, you know, let loose on the lead Justin Ross because he's certainly a talented player. And I think what's interesting with the Chiefs, you know, when you talk to people around the Chiefs, when you talk to people in Kansas City, you know, when you talk to other writers, you know, they're always saying it's the pass rush and who emerges out of the wide receiver group. Yeah, I think it's also important to remember this is a team that did a very good job last year throwing out of 12 and 13 personnel, two tight end, three tight end looks. And I I think on a more global scale with the league this year, I'm very curious to see if we return to see a return to sort of bully ball with bigger personnel packages as we've gotten lighter, faster, quicker on both sides of the ball. Does that cycle sort of come back? Because they were not just effective throwing out of those bigger personnel packages. They were explosive in the downfield passing game. And so if you could get, say, Ross and Tony, Ross and Moore, you know, they also like the rookie that they drafted, Rice. Yeah. You just get two person, two wide receivers on the field with that two tight end package. That could be extremely explosive and very difficult for a defense because how do you defend it? Do you stay big? Do you stay in base? Do you stay light? In which case, they might run the ball on you. I think a lot of teams are going to at least – have that as part of their offensive identity. I think teams like Pittsburgh and New England might have it as almost their entire offensive mm-hmm. identity with two tight end packages. But if they can have Ross as one of those two receivers in these two tight end sets, mm-hmm. healthy, explosive, that would be huge for this team. Yeah, I think it seems like there's going to be a little bit of a pass rusher opening coming up as well with Charles who being suspended. Uh, the young pup that they ended up taking out of Kansas State, Felix, I call him Uzama. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, the, he, I think he's got F-A-U. some pass rush juice. Have you heard good yep. things from him coming out of Chiefs camp? Have heard some good things from him. I mean, they're looking at him to be sort of your, you know, and I think you're going to see a couple of players. Will McDonald is another who we were mm-hmm. just talking about. They're going to be sort of your third down, passing down. Okay, we don't need you to stop the run right now. We right. need you to get after the QB. We'll fill in the gaps to your game over the next couple of years. And I've heard very good things about FAU coming out of Chiefs training camp. A lot of people really excited what they're seeing. Because like you said, look, you've got Chris Jones' situation. You've got the suspension. You know, they need help up front. Yeah. It's, it's, again, like I said, it's one of the two big question marks facing the Chiefs right now. If they could get him to be effective on third downs and passing situations, that would be a huge boost for this defense. Because let's face it, we expect them to be – playing with a lot of favorable game scripts. We expect that offense to be explosive. You're not going to be worried too much about stopping the room. You're expecting your opponents to be throwing the ball to try to get back into games. So you've got to have that good pass rush up front. Definitely. The team that the Chiefs knocked off in the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Eagles, Mark, I feel like I'm like the bear of bad news with this group, and people are calling me hater. I just feel like before I anoint a quarterback as one of the elite's top five, top ten guy. I got to see you do it in consecutive years. Am I crazy for not being ready to anoint Jalen Hurts? I think he's got a lot to prove. And and with the contract now being given to him, I think it's about proving that front off is right. He was the most insulated quarterback in the National Football League last year. That's not really going to change. They bring back their entire supporting cast on offense. Do you have the same question marks about Philly that I do? Or do you think, nah, the NFC's weak, they'll run through it again? I mean, I do have – anytime you get a contract like that, yeah. and anytime you get a contract like that, when one of the people that was helpful when you get in that contract is now coaching elsewhere, yeah. Shane Steichen going to Indianapolis, I think it's fair to say, look, can he do it again? Now, I think there are reasons to believe that he can't. You know, Brian Johnson is certainly going to be under a lot of pressure, the new offense coordinator, but he's a quarterback coach right. you know, as part of that group. So he's got that built-in relationship with Hurts. Like you said, they bring basically that entire core back very good offensive line. I think how they look in the start of the season is going to be significant because, you know, sequence of play calls and things like that, yeah. you know, that's where you could see sort of a drop-off. You know, Hertz was very, you know, took great care of the football last year. You know, but turnovers can be noisy. You know, yep. if you get a couple of fluke turnovers here and there, that can certainly change how things look. And again, when it, you get a contract like that, you have to live up to it. Now, right. like you said, you sort of alluded to it. NFC is a little bit weaker overall than, say, the AFC. The AFC looks a little bit, you know, more loaded in terms of teams that you think could make a run. So 
you know, it might be favorable for the Eagles in that regard, but first place schedule, everybody's going to want to take their best shot at the Eagles when they get a chance at them. You know, that Niners Eagles game is going to be must watch because those two teams seem to really not like each other, which I think is good. It's nice to have rivalries again. And so look, you get a couple of fluke turnovers, you play a bad game, you start slow, things like that. Suddenly you're not the team you were a year ago. That could certainly happen. Yeah, the other thing that I worry about with the Eagles is it's a lot of turnover in the secondary. Their safety combo scares the heck out of me. Reed Blankenship doesn't have a whole lot of playing experience. Terrell Edmonds is, to me, a rather unproven guy. I'm looking at this rookie, Sidney Brown, out of Illinois to eventually take over one of these starting safety jobs. And if that can happen, then maybe Philadelphia can duplicate their success on defense. Mark, I want to go over to the AFC North for a second here because I think this is probably, to me, the most intriguing division in the National Football League. We know parity is a great thing for the NFL. I picked the Bengals to win the division in the last segment we just did before we brought you on. But, Mark, it wouldn't surprise me if Cleveland won this division. Wouldn't shock me if Pittsburgh won this division. And, obviously, it wouldn't shock me if Baltimore won this division. If it's not going to be Cincinnati in the AFC North, who do you think's got the best shot? I mean, I do think the Ravens have the best shot out of those four teams. I'm very excited by what I'm hearing about what this offense is going to look like, you know, under Todd Monken, what the passing game is going to look like, you know, what their the freedom and what they're putting in Lamar Jackson's hands at the line of scrimmage, I think is something that you're going to see the best version of Lamar Jackson this year. I mean, I mean, you know, in my office right now, I've got, you know, the book Inside the Pocket, Bobby Petrino, that he yes. wrote basically about Lamar's desire to become that pocket passer dated back to his freshman year at Louisville. And he talks at length in this book about, you know, what Lamar was doing, the offense he was asked to run. I think you're going to see a great version of Lamar Jackson this year. So I think the Ravens, but like you said, it wouldn't surprise me if it's the Browns. It wouldn't surprise me if it's the Steelers. I mean, that's a team that I think, Linnell, we're going to see a lot of two tight ends, Washington, the rookie tight end out of Georgia, you know, practice clips are what they are, but yeah. it seems like he's big, he's explosive, he's going to be tough for a lot of, you know, linebackers and safeties to try to cover. And George Pickens is covering, he's catching everything. Yes, sir. I mean, he had a catch on a corner route in a red zone drill, I think it was yesterday, where it goes up and gets it. He had a catch over Joey Porter Jr. Those two are having a fantastic training camp together because they're going at it. I think it's going to make both players so much better. But he had a great catch over JPJ a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago. I think that offense is going to be better than people expect. Certainly they have some talent on defense, particularly up front. I'm excited to see the Steelers this year. This is going to be – there are a couple of divisions which I'm completely fascinated by, but the AFC North is at the top of that list. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark. Like you said, every team really seems like they don't have a big glaring weakness. And I'll be honest, I think – they got four decent quarterbacks across this division as well, man. I think the AFC North ends up being the best division of football. Mark, I want to let you go on this, my man. Another steamy take as far as division winners that I had. I think Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans get back on top of the AFC South. I think Ryan Tannehill bounces back. They keep trying to run him out of town. His success was, to me, tied directly to A.J. Brown. Once they took him away, obviously he struggled. You insert DeAndre Hopkins. Second year, the freak tight end that they've got out of Maryland. I, I think I think Tennessee could surprise some people. I think so, too. Vrabel seems like, you know, obviously in the mold of Belichick, similar to Tomlin as well. Like, he's going to find a way to get that team to play good football. We know they're going to run the ball. You know, that's obviously going to be a focus offensively. But, you know, when Tannehill was at his most efficient under Arthur Smith, it was, you know, obviously the run game feeds into the play-action passing game with a ball winner downfield and right. immediately at all levels of the field in A.J. Brown. You're getting some of that in Hopkins. You know, I don't think he's where he is right now in his career where, where A.J. Brown was when he was in Tennessee, but right. you're getting some of that. Obviously, Traylon Burks, if they can get him over the top, that's going to create some explosive plays. You mentioned the tight end from Maryland. I think they're going to use him a lot. And look, you know, we're talking about a division where, you know, we expect Jacksonville to be good again, but you know, Indianapolis you right. might be getting a rookie quarterback starting week one. Houston probably getting a rookie quarterback starting week one. You know, so those two teams are going to take some time to come together. There's a window here for Tennessee, even though they're facing some questions to perhaps surprise people. And I think we're going to see a better version of Ryan Tannehill in this offense this year as opposed to what we've seen in the past couple of years. That's the hope, my man, for folks out there in Tennessee. Mark, I appreciate you giving me some time as always, buddy. We'll do it again soon. 
Always, my friend. Have a blast. Enjoy the rest of the day. Yes, sir, my man. That is Mark Schofield. Make sure you check out his work at SBNation.com. If you want to get some F1 racing insight, you can tap in with Mark. If you want the latest on the National Football League, he is your guy as well. We'll take a quick timeout. Short segment coming up before we get to the top of the 11 o'clock hour. We're going to do something light here coming back. There's a pretty prominent rapper who uh, had something very interesting happen to him, and it caused him to want to shed some weight. Give you that story next. This is a fair. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thank you to Mark Schofield, who covers the National Football League for SB Nation. He joined us in the last segment, took a spin around the NFL, and gave him some of my hot-button topics for the 2023 season. I feel like, I said at the top of the show, parity at an all-time high throughout the National Football League. And Short segment here before we take you to the top of the 11 o'clock hour. Coming up at 11.30, David Harrison set to join us. He is the co-host or the host, excuse me, of the Locked On Commanders podcast. He is out there, boots on the ground. Right now, train, Commanders training camp practice all of a sudden. Can't speak as we about to creep into the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, he's out there, boots on the ground at Washington Commanders training camp practice, and he'll give us the latest uh, coming up here at 1130, and hopefully we get a good report from David Harrison because Friday's practice uh, for the Washington Commanders seemed to uh, sound some alarms within the fan base. So we'll talk to... David Harrison about all that and more when he joins us coming up here at 1130. Right now, though, I promised that uh, that I would get to something here. It's pretty pretty hey, prominent yo, rapper. Buster Ron. Recently did an interview with Complex and talked about how he decided to get himself into tremendous shape. If you've seen Buster Rhymes, he was just honored at the uh, BET Awards about a month ago, getting the Lifetime Achievement Award, and he looks to be in tremendous shape. Buster Rhymes, I believe, in his early 40s, or his late 40s, early 50s, he's down 100 pounds here in the last, he said in the last nine months, he's down 100 pounds. He's 51. So the reason that spurred all of this is he was, he was getting intimate 
with his then ex-wife and had an asthma attack and decided that, you know what? I can't get busy if I can't breathe. So Busta Rhymes, shout out to you. And if anybody out there is inspired by Busta Rhymes story, you can tweet at me. It's at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. If you can't perform when it's time to perform, maybe you got to drop some pounds, man. Quick timeout. When we come back, top of the 11 o'clock hour, we'll start talking a little bit about the Washington Commanders. They're out there right now on the practice field. Practice getting ready to wrap up here uh, in about 10 minutes or so. I want to get you all up to speed, though, on the Jamin Davis situation. The linebacker for the Washington Commanders got himself into a little bit of hot water this past week. Well, let's hear that next as the fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 